words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O oh God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Merry Christmas. It's a blessing to be together tonight, whether this is your favorite service of the year or you were somewhat pressured by a relative to be here or you fall somewhere in between. Whether you are from down the block or traveled from nearby or visiting from out of town, whether you are a regular at Trinity or haven't been here in ages, welcome to the celebration tonight. Welcome. Your presence adds to the joy of this holy night. And wherever you are on your faith journey, receive the message of redemptive love tonight. God loves you and not from a distance. God loves you and not from afar away. God loves you from the ground up from the inside out, every which way God loves you. And with the Christ child, God comes within reach to be swaddled, held, beheld, to be by your side, to light your way. Of course, one of the most memorable moments in the Christmas Eve service is the moment we light the candles and sing Silent Night. When we light a candle, the flame draws our attention to it. It invites us to focus singularly on the light, and our eyes reflect the dance of the fire on its wick. There's something mesmerizing and comforting about candlelight, and yet looking at it, Contemplating, it can also feel like a moment before a major undertaking, as if dramatic music might come out of nowhere, out of thin air somehow, to be the soundtrack of this inspiring meditative moment before we embark on a quest. And we are invited to embark on a quest, on a journey tonight. St. John of the Cross said, the endurance of darkness is preparation for great light. Christ incarnate, the child Christ, is that great light. And we are invited to take in the light and let it inspire us, inspire us to love, to hope, to forgive, to act for the good, to shine where light is needed. So we rejoice tonight that that light came to us, that the light came to us in a stable, that the light came to us as a gift, and we take in the light and are invited to be a reflection of that light in our very lives. So what light, what gift do we bring to each other in honor of Christ tonight? Metaphorically, whether beautifully presented with ribbons and perfectly tied bows or wrapped in old newspaper held together by snippets of duct tape, God shows us in this Christ child that the best gift we can give is to give of ourselves 
as God gave of God's self. The angels of Annunciation heralding the birth of Jesus Christ, of God among us, gifted their heavenly chorus. The shepherds gifted their vigilance and care. The owners of the manger gifted what space they had left. Mary gifted her courage, and Joseph gifted his trust. We are invited into this celebration to gift those very things, our voices, our vigilance, our caring, inclusion, and shelter, our courage, and our trust. We gift these things to be a sign of God's great preparation for the healing of the entire creation. My grandmother, Edith Drusella Fox Atkins, was a masterful gift wrapper. I did not inherit the patience or the attention to detail uh, to be that. She folded the creases precisely. I think she even had some kind of tool that she used to get them just right. She hid the tape so that it didn't show. She never had too much or too little paper to cover the gift. It was uncanny how well she guesstimated the cuts. Her ribbons and bows were always beautiful. She was so very meticulous and careful with the wrapping that I never quite figured out or understood how she was always forgetful and left the price tag on the gift by accident. I don't know how that happened. Every time. And she was very generous with her gifts and with her love. She had a sparkle in her eye that reflected mischief, the flame of resilience and the tenderness of one who knew great suffering, which she did know, though many would never have guessed it. She clung to the light of the stable of Christ incarnate, held up her light for others to see a way forward when things seemed dim. And we are invited to do the same tonight. I was looking through some old Christmas photos and found one from my first church in El Salvador. We held nightly posadas there, which is when children dressed up just like our kids did today in the Come As You Are pageant. They dressed up as angels and shepherds and sheep. But there, they went from house to house carrying the baby Jesus and were symbolically rejected from a few homes before getting to one home, pre-planned, that would open wide their doors and let them in and serve drinks and goodies. This went on for several nights before Christmas. My picture that I found, there's a joyful young girl. She had a tilted halo and silver-tipped wings. It was about 22 or so years ago that I took this picture. And this year, our church, Trinity, gave Posada a room 
a home to her and her older sister and their surviving children who had fled El Salvador. Her 15-year-old son's life had been taken on his birthday in 2017. His name was Angel. The families had been fleeing for safety for almost a year before they showed up here and we opened our hearts and homes here in Houston and we loved them and we walked with them and we got them on their feet and in school, in the process for asylum, connected them with old friends and family and settled them in. That girl, that angel in my picture, her smile might never be as bright again after the loss of her angel, but healing has begun. There is a way to be good again. That phrase comes from Khalid Hussein's bestseller, The Kite Runner. There is a way to be good again. It drives the plot and taps into our deep yearning that deep yearning that we have to be better than we are, for our world to be better than it is. There is a way to be good again. Our lives are called out from the shadows and into the light of this night. All sorrow, grief, shame, and sin are not out of view this night. They all belong here for healing. Light shines in the darkness and will not be overcome. The promise being illuminated by the light of Christ, by the light of Christmas, is that God deigns to dwell not only with the expected high and mighty, but with the lowly, the unexpected, those considered nothing of this world. And amid the weakness and vulnerability, and even pain of human birth. God makes God's intentions for you and me and for all humanity fully known. God is love, and that love takes human form and becomes finite. It becomes perishable for us. God gifts himself to light our path on the way of love. I cannot tell you how the light comes, writes Jan Richardson. What I know is that it is more ancient than imagining, that it travels across an astounding expanse to reach us, that it loves searching out what is hidden, what is lost, what is forgotten, or in peril, or in pain that it has a fondness for the body, for finding its way towards flesh, for tracing the edges of form, for shining forth through the eye, the hand, the heart. I cannot tell you how the light comes, but that it does, that it will, that it works its way into the deepest darkness that enfolds you, though it may seem long ages, ages in coming or arrives in a shape you did not foresee. And so, may we this day turn ourselves towards it, 
May we lift our faces to let it find us. May we bend our bodies to follow the arc it makes. May we open and open more and open still to the blessed light that comes. When we light a candle tonight, may we see hope and find courage to be a light in dark and unsettling times. May the flame draw our attention to our God. May we focus singularly on the invitation to allow God to enter our lives even now to amplify our vision of God's purposes. May our eyes reflect the dance of the fire on its wick and so join God in the movement to a renewed, just, safe, light, and love-filled world. Do not be afraid, for see, I bring you good news of great joy for all of the people. To you is born in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. 